listening to Unscripted, the film show on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM. You can't handle the truth. I'm walking here. I'm walking here. Here's Johnny. You're going to need a bigger boat. I'll have what she's having. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. I'm assuming I'm everyone, so... Um, You are right now, and everyone who is actually currently listening live on Radio Fremantle or to our podcast through whatever podcasting app you are currently using. That's right, you're listening to Unscripted the Film Show. Oh, yes, I'm supposed to introduce the show. That's <laughs> Lewis introducing the show and I am Rachel who is also introducing the show. Sorry, we were a little, little bit off uh, off kilter because we uh, were not on the show last week. No. Because uh, we were away... Uh, on watch- assignment. We were on assignment watching In the Heights, the new... Uh, the new Lin-Manuel Miranda uh, film uh, that is uh, not out yet. In fact, uh, it's not really out until next week, mm. but there are like some preview-ish screenings on the weekend. Well, at least I think Windsor and uh, Luna have these salsa nights that they're um, showing the movie and there's some other bits and pieces with it. Yeah. They're probably already sold out. <laughs> oh, look, it, it's possible. Uh, it was highly anticipated. Mm-hmm. Um so, yeah, we will talk a little bit about the film if we get a chance today. Otherwise, we will shuffle it to next week. But I have a feeling we'll be talking about it tonight. I just can't believe it's been a, a whole week since... Yeah, you know, it's been two weeks since we were in the studio last. Mm. And it does not feel like it, we've been away from the studio for that long. Time flies. It is, it's ridiculous how quickly the time is flying at the moment. Yeah, um, end of financial year's coming up. Woohoo! <laughs> You can tell you work in a, it looks like a <laughs> financial accounting kind of uh, a role. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mm. But uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it, it is it's, it's just like the. I was thinking when I saw that Loki was going to come out on the eighth of June, I was going, my goodness, that's so far away. And now we're like two episodes in, and I was, I'm just just blown away. By it that started fact. actually without me even realizing. Um, I I just happened to be looking. I knew it was coming up, but like. It did feel like it was happening far away in the future. Yeah, yeah. And then it popped up on the thing and I'm like, oh, oh, that's out. <laughs> but uh, I have yet to watch it because I have been saving it to watch it with uh, my husband. So, um, I, yeah, I haven't watched it yet. So now we've got two full episodes. Yeah, I know Owen Wilson's in it. Mm, that's rather exciting. He's playing a character called Mobius. Mm. Uh, and uh, it's, yeah, it's great. I mean, the, the TV show um, takes uh, kicks off from where end, we last saw Loki in Endgame. Uh, didn't we last see Loki in Endgame... Um, not alive. Well, no, no. Spoiler. No, no. Uh, I mean, everyone uh, who's anyone has seen Endgame uh, and oh, seen Infinity back. War, he got killed in Infinity War. Yeah. And then in Endgame, you see him from an appearance in uh, the Avengers, the first Avengers film. Mm. And it's just like a little you know, add-on to that scene where right. um, he gets the uh, cosmic cube and uh, and or the tesseract and the Loki pokey stick and and what he what he does after that. No, no, he gets the, the cosmic cube. The the, the uh, before the he gets the Loki pokey stick. He, he, this is after well, he's this is after he had the Loki pokey stick. Right. Uh, and he's been arrested. Yep. And then he gets the cos then he, then the because the Hulk doesn't like stairs. Oh, that's right. He ends up with the cosmic cube and then yep. and then you get to see what happens after he like phases out and and goes somewhere. Mm. 
but he, he gets uh, he gets captured by the the, the TVA, the, the Time Variance Authority, and uh, it's uh, it's very very interesting. The first episode is is, is pretty much all backstory. So marvelous. Mm, so you don't you don't even need to see. Do you see what I did there? Yeah, marvelous. You don't even need to see Endgame to watch Loki. You can just jump straight to Loki if you want. I'm so excited. I'm mm. very excited. I had a dream last night that I was talking to Chris Hemsworth. Um, I've just, it's just a recovered memory I've just realised. Um, and he was very nice. <laughs> what sort of, what's the kind of conversation you had I with don't Chris know. It was really run of the mill and I was, I was like it, not even acting like he was famous or anything. Mm. It was just like, you know, drop off your kids from school type conversation. Like just another dad. Nice. Yeah. But he was lovely. He was lovely oh, in my dream. I'm sure. I'm sure he's very nice in real life as well. <laughs> I get. I get that. And I think it's because I keep seeing um, because Loki is out. I keep seeing it pop up. There's a. There was a story many many years ago now when Thor was coming out. Um, some some somewhere it was reported. Uh, Marvel choose two unknowns for new Thor movie. Mm, mm. <laughs> and I think because that keeps popping up on my Facebook, I'm like. He's just stuck in my mind. Yeah. So it's pretty. Yeah. It's pretty uh, amazing. Like yeah, that, that, that Marvel were, were smart mm. to take that risk and you know not hire name brand actors and they've, they've built these two guys into massive stars now. Mm. Um, someone asked me the other day who I think should be the next James Bond, and I think Tom Hiddleston should definitely be the next James Bond. Like take it back to the the like the suave, sophisticated yeah. kind of um, you know uh, Roger Moore kind of James Bond. I feel yeah. Yeah, yep. I, I'd like to see that. Mm. I'm just, uh, my brain was trying to think of other British people other than Idris Elba, who I think is getting a little bit old for the role now. Um, I do love him, uh, but I think he has aged out a little bit. And my brain, for some reason, can only think about Daniel Radcliffe. And I'm like, no one wants a short, hairy... um, Bond, I don't think. Well, if you wanted a Bond that wasn't like the the usual white guy kind of Bond, uh, um, John Boyega would be a good choice for it. Yes, um, and is I'm just trying to think. He just won an award, and the brain is forgetting his name. He just won an Oscar, and he thanked his parents for having sex. <laughs> oh yes, yeah, <laughs> I can't remember his name either. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, he was in the um, oh far out man. That's terrible. Yeah. Oh, David Kaluuya. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. David, Daniel. Daniel Kaluuya. Anyway, he's British as well. Yeah. Um, I think the main thing for Bond yeah. is that they've got to be British. Yes. Because a, a lot of people are pushing for uh, Gillian Anderson to be the first female Bond. She is British. Well, yeah, I know she is British, but um, I'm just saying like, the people are, like some people want to have Bond be something other than a white dude. So uh, it'd be interesting. It'd be nice. It'd be nice. I feel like I've seen enough white dudes in things for a long time. Mm. Um, it's it's really interesting. We will get onto the heights later, but I've, I've well, I can mean we can get into the heights now if you want to. Um, but I was listening to uh, you know them trying to to make the movie in the heights, mm. and one of the things that they were told was no one's interested because there's n- no one. Um, there's no Latinos that will bring people into the cinemas. 
And Lin-Manuel Miranda's argument was like, yeah, because you're not putting them in the cinemas. Mm. You need to put them on the screen so that people can go out and see them. That's the whole point. It's what, Diversity. Um, yeah. I mean, you just have to look at how, how successful Black Panther was. Yeah. It's kind of like, oh, my God, they've, they've finally made a superhero movie for us. Cool. Let's go watch it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but anyway, Loki, back to Loki. Mm. Um, I'm, I, all I know is there's an episode where he plays, he's D.B. Cooper. Mm-hmm. That excites me to no end. Has it aired already? Yes. Oh. <laughs> um, if you're not a, uh, if you don't know who DB Cooper is, um, he, that was the name he gave himself. He hijacked a plane, asked for a whole bunch of money, jumped out with a parachute, never found again, never found his money. He just disappeared. Well, they found some of the money. Oh, they did. That's right. Mm. They did find some of the money. Um, and the movie Without a Paddle uh, with Dax Shepard and I want to say Seth Green and Matthew Lillard. Mm-hmm. Well done, <laughs> Rachel. Um, yeah, that movie was basically the three guys who were obsessed with that story and um, went on a bit of a hike to try and find D.B. Cooper's money mm. as a bit of a, a bromance mm. thing. So, hmm. No, yeah, that's one of the uh, the the pieces in the uh, the first episode. So first um, episode. Yeah, so. Wow, they're really kicking it out the first episode, yeah. eh? But no, it's good, I, and I think I, I kind of uh, envy you having two episodes to watch back to back. Yeah, I I like doing that. Mm. I still have another five episodes of uh, Winter Soldier. I know, I know. I've been I've I've been binging binging Superstore, which I've talked about in other episodes, mm. but um. Yeah, it's it's very light-hearted it's, and very quick episodes. I like that at the it's moment. It's better than Superstore. Oh, look, <laughs> it's different. It's different. You can't compare one thing to another yeah. unless it's terrible and then you can. Superstore is not terrible. Right, okay. It's very entertaining. Fair enough. And I have been told it's very much like Parks and Rec, so I need to get on that too because I know you binged that mm-hmm. recently. Um, yeah, my boss is on me at the moment to watch that, Bob's Burgers, and um, I know when I go into work tomorrow she's going to be like, have you watched Loki? <laughs> and I'll be like, no, because she's a big Marvel head as well. So, um, yeah, shall we move on? Yeah, well, I, I want to talk about a film that's, uh, that's already um – I'm pretty sure it's out. I, I, I Hitman's that. Wife. Hitman's Wife. Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, mm. which is the sequel to Hitman's Bodyguard. Mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds, Samuel L. Jackson. Yes, that's the one. Well done. I haven't even seen it and look at me. Um, well, I can find out while you talk about it. It doesn't matter. If it's not <laughs> out this week, it's fine. Okay, so... The uh, the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard is the obviously the sequel to the Hitman's Bodyguard, uh, and in that film it was like a, an odd couple um, buddy comedy where you had Samuel L. Jackson playing a, a hitman and you had Ryan Reynolds playing a um, a triple A uh, bodyguard. And but his life gets ruined because uh, Samuel L. Jackson uh, kills his client, and so it's uh, it's one of those things where the, he gets you know teamed up with him, and uh, Ryan Reynolds has got to get him to this hearing so that uh, people can go to jail who are supposed to go to jail. Um, in the Hitman's wife's bodyguard, all I know is Salma Hayek's in it. Is she the wife? Uh, she is the wife, yeah. She was in the uh, the, uh, the first one as well. Oh, righto. Uh, and she played uh, his wife in the first one as well, uh, which is uh, convenient. Yeah. 
I mean, she could have pay- played the fiancé or the girlfriend or just some random stranger that he eventually meets and marries. Mm. But it makes sense that it's the wife. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. so Ryan Reynolds plays Michael Bryce. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson plays Darius Kincaid and Selma Hayek plays Sonia Kincaid. So the, uh, the, the story starts off that um, Ryan Reynolds is suffering from severe post-traumatic stress disorder mm. uh, because of the uh, events of the first film. Uh, his life is uh, still not back to where he wants to be. He hasn't got back his AAA bodyguard rating uh, and he's got to you know, figure out um, you know, a way to deal with things. And so his uh, therapist says, like, you know, you know, no guns, no violence, no bodyguarding anyone, just go and relax. And so he goes to you know, a nice uh, place with a beach and, uh, and you know, is prepared to relax. Action follows him. Is he, that um, – this is just a guess. Yes. So, well, Action or, or Sonia Kincaid follows him. So Selma Hayek uh, comes and hijacks his holiday and says that Darius has been kidnapped and that we've got to go and rescue him. And uh, and she's got no respect for his boundaries. No, no. And so, so you've got like uh, Michael is trying not to be violent and trying not to use guns and everything like that, but keeps getting put in these situations where violence ensues. Um, this movie is just ball to the wall, balls to the wall fun. It is just you love saying that with an action movie, don't you? I, I do. And this, this it just one, it's it doesn't put a pleasant image in your mind. No, but no. it's it's ball. What what do they even mean, balls to the wall? I have no idea. But uh, is it like squash? Because that's pretty full on. True. Yeah. And those balls go to the wall. I mean, you got to then back at you. You got to wear glasses. It's that, it, it is yeah. very full on game. Uh, so it, it's just brilliant. I mean, you got Samuel Jackson, Selma Hayek, and Ryan Reynolds riffing off each other. I mm. mean, it's it's just it is it's. It's good. What more can you ask for? It's good, dumb fun. Uh, and if you throw in there some other other actors as well, there's uh, Frank Grillo, who if you watched uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe would know is Crossbones. From I'm blank facing. Uh, he remember in uh, Civil uh, in um, Captain America um, Winter ah, Soldier. Yes, uh, he was like a, a Shield agent that becomes mm-hmm. a Hydra agent, mm-hmm. and then he gets like a bit burnt up by the end of the film, and then yep. comes back in uh, Civil War as Crossbones. Hmm. Very good. And then gets blowed up. Blow, uh, blowed up. <laughs> uh, you've also got uh, Morgan Freeman's in this film. Oh, as well. is he rating it? No, he's not. That's he's not disappointing. Uh, you've got Tom Hooper, who was from the Umbrella Academy. He was a big guy. Still not seen it. Haven't seen the Umbrella Academy. It's no, there's too many things to see. Uh, there's too many things. Uh, and you'll, you'll also see uh, you know, Richard E. Grant for a brief moment as well. There's some really good you know, actors in the film, but it is, uh, like as I said, an action film. It's a road trip. It's a odd couple buddy comedy, but like in a, a triple buddy comedy way because you've got Selma Hayek in there as well. Uh, it's just, it's great. I mean, if you're looking for something entertaining, action-packed and funny, then this is everything all, all, all balled up into, into that, that exact package. Frank um, Grillo is kind of like the new Walter Goggins. He kind of looks like a villain, so he has to play a villain. Mm. Does he play a villain in this? No. Oh. He looks villainess. He does look villainess. Yes, quite quite right. Yeah. Mm. Um, if I didn't, if he wasn't cast as Crossbones in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I would have I would have cast him as a Punisher. Right. Mm. Is it because of the hair? Pretty much. Yeah. 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 Uh, but it's a, a very quite a long movie as well, though. Apparently, it's 
I, I can't believe this, but they're saying it's two hours and 57 minutes. That seems very... Um, I feel like that's not accurate. That seems very long. I think that's... Because be that's wrong. longer than the Heights, which was two hours and 23 minutes. Mm, no, that's, that's got to be, uh, be wrong. So uh, maybe it's one hour and 57 minutes. Probably that's, that's more likely. More likely, mm, yes. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I am going to give uh, the hitman's wife bodyguard um, four sorbets. Mm. Oh, no, no, not, not sorbet, sorry, sorry, four gelatos. Ah, oh, gelato. Yeah. Does he go to Italy? Uh, yeah, there is, there is a part of the movie is in Italy. Oh, whereabouts? I have no idea. Oh, well, I got excited because I'm about to talk about a movie that p- takes place in Italy and I thought, wow, what a lovely segue. Um, but that's fine. That's enough of a segue. I, I can I, I, I can take that you take and deal with it. And I'll try and find out where it is. Uh, I don't think it matters, but it's okay. Um, so I saw a movie uh, called From the Vine and it's a, a lovely little story that is out today, one of the few movies that is out and we can talk about and happily say it's definitely out. Oh. One hour and 39 minutes. That's more realistic. Yeah, for an action movie. You yeah. wouldn't want it to be th- almost three hours, no, would you? No. It's, it's not appropriate. Because when do you take a break Cause to pee? Because, you know, action's always happening. You don't want to miss any of the action. Mm. Whereas an hour and 39 minutes, you can probably hold it. Can you hold it? I think you can. I, I held it. It was fine. Ah, oh, well done. Yeah. Um, use those kegels, eh? Hey? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Oh, Lord, we are completely off our rocker today. Um, Me, specifically. Um, Anyway, so I saw a movie called uh, From the Vine, which I keep wanting to say off the vine, but it's From the Vine. And this is a a small movie that was actually filmed two years ago, Um, but it's taken a while to hit our cinemas, obviously, because of um, COVID, that that very nasty thing, uh, has just pushed things back. Release dates back. Um, this has got Joe, uh, I'm going to pronounce his surname cor- correctly or incorrectly. Let's find out. Joe Pantoliano. I was looking at Arda out there just to see if she was listening and I, could see if I had read it correctly. I've always heard it as Joe Pantaleone. But there's no I at the end. Yeah. It's Pantaleono. Uh, like there's an O on the end. Anyway. Um, a, I can't. I don't know. How would you pronounce this place in Italy? Um, Bulgaria. No, that's not <laughs> it. The second one down. The second one? Uh, Trieste. Trieste. That, yeah, that was one of the filming locations. I'm just going to guess. That's a yeah. wild, yeah. wild guess. Um, and uh, <clears throat> I have a, a town in Italy to pronounce as well and I wrote it phonetically. Oh, nice. Let's see if I get it right. At Charenza. I don't know if it's a real town or not, but that is where this film is set. So Joe plays Marco or Mark Gentile. He is a lawyer. He's a CEO for a, a big car company basically and he's really he's, – he's wanting to, to steer the, the company towards a more eco-friendly um, model um, – but it's not really happening. The shareholders really are not interested in that. And so he kind of is having a bit of a, a moral crisis um, because it's it's not really what he wants to be doing anymore. And he kind of has, I would say, a nervous breakdown um, because he seems to be imagining things that are not there and um, talking to people that are not there. And um, he decides 
on a whim to leave his job. Um, he comes home, cooks his wife a lovely meal and presents her with tickets to Italy and says, I'm going to my nonno's, um, his grandfather's um, old winery or his, his vineyard and I'm going to, you know, check it out and maybe make some wine. And she's like, what the... <laughs> like, where is this coming from? So he goes away by himself, leaves his wife, um, not like I'm leaving yeah. you, but just is like, I'm leaving. Mm. Um, and, yeah, goes to this little town and bumps into an old friend, uh, Luca, who is played by Marco Leonardi, and I love all these <sighs> Italian names. And I, I loved listening to all the um, the lovely Italian uh words. Mm. It's just lovely. Um, but anyway, he, he hoiks himself over the walls of this um, winery or, or vineyard because the house is basically, it's in um, a bit of a shambles. Right. There's like 20 years worth of back taxes to pay on it. So he cracks into his um, retirement fund without telling his wife um, and, you know, pays that off and then starts hiring people to make wine. So... It's your typical, like, midlife crisis scenario. Um, and he's talking to the to the grapevines and talking to his nonno who's not really there. And um, But then he is, he is joined by his wife, Wendy, and his, his daughter, Laura, who comes over from, from – they're from Canada. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what the F are you doing? Uh, what's going on? But, you know, it's it all comes – together nicely um i really enjoyed this film and i think because it was simple and like it's it was nice Mm -hmm. which sounds ridiculous but sometimes that's all you need from a movie you just want it to be a nice experience it wasn't like the best dialogue and you know it's not going to win awards or anything like that it was just really pleasant (laughs) I don't. I don't know how else to explain that it's. It's just. It's one of those movies that you might sit down with your mum and watch and just enjoy. Mm, you mm. know, because it's. It's going to please most people. It's a crowd pleaser. You know, but it is very simple. Very simple plot. Um, but yeah, there's lots of funny moments and yeah, Joe's Joe's lovely in this and his friend play uh, Marco Leonardi. I'm sure he's done lots of stuff. He's quite comical in this as well. Mm. So that's that's lovely to watch. So I'm going to give this um, three candles. Keep nice. an eye on them. If they go out, you're I, in trouble. I saw the trailer for this um, mm. the other night and, it, yeah, it looks really, really good. I was, I, I was like, well, that looks like a film I, I, I'll definitely have to check out. It just ticks boxes for me. Mm. It's set in Italy, mm. uh, which is, I like to say, my, my heritage, even though it's like way back. Mm. But I'm going to claim it anyway. Just be American about it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've got Italian in me. Um, so yeah, anything that's set in Italy, I get rather excited mm. about. And the winemaking process is there as well, and and that's nice. And it's you know set in a nice little town, and that's nice. It's just nice, you know. <laughs> and I learnt stuff. I learnt stuff. I love watching like them. They were making the squishing mm. all the grapes and and. Um, uh, Luca says you need to watch or not Luca was another guy watch the candles because if they go out it means there's too much carbon dioxide in here right. because it's created when they mash the grapes mm-hmm. and um, it, you'll 
you know, be in trouble. Yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll suffocate and die. Well, yeah, it's not a good thing. Yeah. It's not a good thing. So just keep an eye on the uh, candles. Yeah, carbon dioxide is pretty bad. It, generally yeah. speaking, yeah, yeah. And he's doing it like in a cave so, sort of situation. So, God, I love Italy. Is it out now? Is it yes, it is out now. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it, is it screening on, is it like streaming um, or is it just I think cinemas? it's showing at Palace Rain Cinemas. Um, so in, in Perth mm. it, it's showing. So um, get your little selves down there, go and, go and crack a wine. Mm. And go and enjoy it because I think you can do that at Rain Cinemas, can't you? you have can. a nice can, vino. Yeah, take a wine in, enjoy the film, be adult about it. It's very nice. Yeah. Or don't don't if you don't drink, don't don't be adult about it. I'm not not pressuring anyone. So. No, no, yeah. no. And if you don't drink wine, I'm sure no one's going to look at you funny no. for drinking a gin and tonic while you're enjoying it. Yeah, or a, or, or a ginger ale if if like again, you know, you don't drink. So. Or heavens forbid, a, a water. A water, possibly. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you may have gone in quite dehydrated. Mm. No one is going to judge you for drinking water. I mm. promise you. We just say it's up to you. Yeah. You, you decide. We don't like yeah. to pressure people mm. here at all. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. <laughs> <laughs> don't you love it when I ask you a question right before we go on air and yeah. then I press the buttons and then when the, you go on air you hear the little... The, eh. the very last word I, I utter come, comes across the airwaves, yes. Oh, well, at least it was mm. not an expletive. Quite right, yeah. um, If people are wondering uh, where Cecilia is, we haven't uh, removed her from the show. We haven't got her hiding in a cupboard anywhere. Um, she's actually going down south this weekend, so... How lovely for her. Yes. It's a, mm. it's like nice time of year to go down south, particularly if you've got like a good uh, like accommodation where it's got a heater in there. <laughs> yeah. I just messaged her and said, I hope you packed lots of warm clothes. Um, so, yeah, let's let's get into the heights. In the heights. Not into the heights. In, in the heights. Mm. Let's get into in the heights. Yeah. So... Uh, <laughs> So this uh, this film is based. I'm on... I'm crazy today. <laughs> Can you tell? Yeah, on the the stage musical by Lin Manuel Miranda, and I think in the the stage musical he actually played the uh, the, the main characters. Usnavi. Uh, Usnavi, that's the one. Oui? Uh, he played Usnavi in the. I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, because I have listened to the the stage musical, and it does sound like his voice. It's 100 percent definitely him. Cool. Yes. Um. So this is a really long time coming. This movie because. Lin-Manuel Miranda started writing this or having ideas for this back in 1999 when he was a sophomore in college um, and he he got to know a few people, um, uh, Quiara Algria Hutz, I'm probably really ruining that, but um, she is the scriptwriter. So when, when you have a look at things, it says based on the mm. book by, but it's not a book, it's, it's the screen, it's the script basically mm -hmm. for the Broadway show. So um, she's come up with the story and he's come up with the music and then they've brought in uh, Alex um, Lacamore, I think is his name, and he was the musical director. So they all kind of came together and um, created this and they, they put, put it out, uh, they put it on uh, in 2005. Mm -hmm. They did a bit of a tryout and they, and they were told you're not quite ready yet. Um, and then it came off Broadway, two thousand seven. It was on Off Broadway, mm -hmm. and then it was 
at Broadway in 2008 and then it did a US tour in 2009 and then they hit the West End in 2015. So this is a long time coming, this movie. Mm. And it was filmed, obviously, before COVID hit. So it, it has been in the... It's, it's been banked, mm. basically, and we've been waiting for it. So as, as the um, musical went, I mean, it won nine Tonys and it's, it's a really interesting... I'll talk about the musical a little bit first, but it's a very interesting musical because um, it, it is kind of where Lin-Manuel Miranda um, became known and, I mean, he, he got Hamilton after doing this. And one of the things he really wanted to do and, and uh, I mean, him and Chiara, they really wanted to get some Latin influence in, in Broadway. You mm. don't really see it. It's not really represented. Um, you know, he, he notes the last time you really saw it is West End um, oh, not West End, I always get that wrong, West Side Story. Mm. That's a long time ago and it's about a completely different kind of, you know, Latino culture. So he really wanted to, growing up on, on, on Broadway music, his parents were big musical fans, so he grew up listening to all of that sort of stuff and then he also grew up listening to, you know, hip-hop. So he's... and. He's really good at code switching between the two and he's kind of meshed them together, mm, mm. Um, you know, listening to all that Broadway stuff over time. And then he really got into Broadway and I can tell from when he, he went and saw Rent. I don't know if you've ever seen Rent. No. So I've seen it multiple times. So when I was watching The Heights, I really got elements of Rent um, and I don't know whether he's playing homage to Rent or whether it's just... Um, you know, because I know Rent so much, I can see where he's been influenced mm -hmm. in in that way. Um, but yeah, there was a lot that went into to getting this made, and so to finally get it on screen, um, and Anthony Ramos as as Usnavi is, I, I'm I mean I'm sure Lin Manuel Miranda did a fantastic job. But I just think he did an amazing job. He's so charismatic and, you know, just so full of life on screen. Mm. He just comes off the screen, you know. You really want to, yeah, just stare at him. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but anyway. No, he, yeah, it's uh, he's like his character is kind of the the, the lead character who's uh, you know giving the, the story of his time in the Heights mm. um, to a bunch of kids uh, on this uh, on this like island um, in um, the Dominican Republic, uh, and yeah, it's just just him talking about his his life back in the day and everything like that, and it was um, it was it was a good uh, framing mechanism for the, mm. for the for the movie because it's not the story is not just about him but it's about all the other people that live uh, in the Heights as well, um, and yeah, it's 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 phenomenal, but it's not um, the kind of musical where it's all singing the whole way through. There are actually a lot of uh, dialogue within the the uh, the um, uh, the movie as well that moves the plot forward. So mm. if you're one of those people who don't like the singing the whole way through, this one's a good one for you because it's a you know a mixture of singing and talking. There's a yeah a bit of both going on. Mm. Um, one of the main so the Heights is um, it's Washington Heights. Mm. So if if you know New York at all, it's further than Harlem, near the Washington Bridge basically, and um, the George Washington Bridge. And it is predominantly Latino, um, so people from Puerto Rico, Cuba, Dominican Republic, um, a lot of Spanish-speaking uh, people there, um, you know, 
it, it, it's quite a community. And this is what um, Lin-Manuel Miranda really wanted to put across was this community is home and where is everybody's home and mm. how how do you fit in when you're, you know, second or third generation or, you know, your parents have had a different, very different experience to you and you have to try to um, fit in in America but still be part of your mm. community as well. So um, it's it's based on, it's there's basically four main characters. You've got um, Usnavi, Vanessa, uh, Nina, who's just come back from Stanford, um, where she really struggled to fit in because of her heritage and, you know, going into an area basically where she just felt like it was complete whitewash and she just felt like she didn't belong at all. Um, and you've also got Benny, um, who I don't know if is it, that's a callback to Rent because one of the characters' names from that his name was Benny. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, they're the four, like, main leads. But then you've got Sonny, who is um, Usnavi's cousin, and he runs the bodega with him, which is basically a deli. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've also got Abuela Claudia, who is basically the, the grandmother to everyone in the community. So you've got all of these different people and their experiences in the Heights and and their experience of com- the community Um that they're living in, mm, mm. yeah. But yeah, I, I think like if you've liked anything else that Lin Manuel Miranda's done, I mean, if you're if you like Hamilton, then this is an easy sell for you because it's a uh, mm. you know, similar kind of what, way that the music is pre- presented, more contemporary, obviously. Mm. But uh, yeah, just it's a it's phenomenal. It's upbeat. It does have a long running time at two hours and twenty three minutes. But I didn't feel it. You don't feel it at all no. because I was concerned about that. I I I did have a look at how long it would be before I got there. And I was like, oh, my God, how am I going to get through that? And, um, I mean, for a Marvel movie, like, to go and see Ed Gale, I've come from that, I should be fine. Um, But I honestly didn't feel it. Mm. Um, I don't know that I was as amazed at the film as I wanted to be, and I think that's because... When I was listening to it, some of the music sounded so much like Hamilton and I know it's the style um, that I felt like I'd heard it before. Mm. Um, But I have been listening to it over the week and it is definitely growing on me and there's some amazing set pieces, um, specifically the one at the pool. um, is just – I don't even know how that was done. It was just phenomenal. Mm. And um, obviously, when they when he's singing the first song in the in the Heights, and you know you've got like basically a mob um, dance. Mm. What do you call that? Flash mob, Flash mob dance, yeah. almost mm-hmm. dancing out out the front of his bodega, which is another amazing thing. Mm-hmm. And then they've got like elements of um, animation going on as well in in some parts. And then there's another song where they're like basically dancing on the wall mm. of the building. So there's some really cool things that have been done. Um, the director is uh, John Cho, I want to say, and he most people would know him from Crazy Rich Asians, but he's done a lot of stuff before that. Um, he's done a lot of dance um, films before. I think Step Up Two he did, and uh, Lin Manuel Miranda said that he was like fully lined up to go and see that the first day it came out. So he's got a already got mm. a bit of a connection with him. So yeah, yeah, good choice. It's a yeah, it's a phenomenal film. So if you if you like uh, you know musicals, um, it's just. 
yeah, I, I was so I was so impressed by it. Just really entertaining, really good, catchy songs in there. Mm. Uh, that uh, that song, like you know, tell me something I don't know. Uh, like you know, kept on uh, coming back to me the other. Oh, night. really? Yeah. To sleep. <laughs> oh, um, I I keep getting the champagne song in my head. The one from the end, mm, not mm. the In the Heights one. Yeah. And 96,000, obviously, is is quite a big big hit for them, mm. 96,000. Um, yeah, it does have a couple of bangers. <laughs> <laughs> I've only recently, only recently heard this term bangers uh, when I was uh, went to see um, Ben Elton uh, oh. a little while back and he was talking about his son telling him about the songs that are bangers and and I was just like I have didn't hear the, the, the term bangers until then. No, I don't even know where I've picked it up from. Yeah. I don't know what made me say it mm. even. It's, it's, it's very, very odd. One of those things has just come into the uh, the, the, the common uh, vernacular. vernacular. So, yeah, very, very odd. But uh, mm. you're right, though. There, are, there were some bangers in there. Mm, indeed. Yeah. And I just – we got a really great experience because we had a dance troupe come um, because we saw the premiere do a bit of a mm. dance at the front. But I, And I think Luna are doing some, some a special salsa thing um, mm. this weekend yeah. for advanced screenings. So there's, you know – stuff you can go and see um but it is officially out next week uh, or june the 24th whenever you're listening to this um so you can go and see it does it make you uh, excited for like a cinematic version of hamilton like because we've got the no we've got the uh <laughs> the, 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 the stage musical that you can watch on disney plus mm. but like really i mean if uh, they did a, a you know movie version of hamilton like with all the sets and everything like that that would be pretty cool see i i think there's some musicals that translate to film and some that don't and I think the idea of seeing that in film version doesn't seem to sit with me and I don't know why. Mm. Um, I, I think, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think it'll work. I'm, I'm gonna, Do you I, think it's going to happen? I reckon it'll happen. It's, gonna, it's bound to happen. Can, I mean, can they done... have somebody else as Hamilton? I'm sure they can. I, mean, you know, <laughs> I love Lin-Manuel, but yeah. I just don't think his voice is that strong. Even when I was listening to the In the Heights music um, from the from the Broadway musical, I'm mm. like, it's just, I'm, I'm glad that they chose Anthony Ramos to, to do. Uh, he just, I mean, he's totally out-aged that role mm. anyway. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it's... Even Lin-Manuel Miranda said himself when he saw him do it, it was like saying, oh, well, this is why I wrote it. It's obviously written for him. Mm, mm. Um, so, yeah, I, I do love him. I love him dearly, but I just don't think it's he's got the best pipes. I don't know. I kind of like his voice. So I, th- I think he's, he's got such a, a different, unique voice. And so, like, um, I haven't heard anyone else sing those songs from Hamilton. So it'll be interesting to see when, when I, I do see another version of it, what uh, what I what it's like. Are you going over to Sydney to? Not anytime soon. <laughs> no, no, of course not. No. <laughs> um, uh, my, my friends are over there now, actually, um, and they saw Hamilton yesterday, I think. Um, but she's she knows the guy who plays Hamilton. Oh, okay. He's actually because she's in musical theatre oh. herself, and he is the god 
parent of one of her children, so she she knows him quite well. Wow. <laughs> so um, yeah, it'll be interesting to hear what what she thinks of the show. Um, but I but I have heard other reviews of the Australian version, and they're pretty good. <laughs> people okay. are saying it's 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 excellent, and they, this is coming from people who have seen, um, you know, the on stage mm-hmm. original and the you know the one that's been filmed for Disney. Yeah. So I, I think they've they've done well. But I guarantee you at some point there will be a Hamilton musical movie. It's gonna oh, let's be honest. I'll see it. Mm. I'm not going to not see it. Um, I think I think I have gotten to the point where I've listened to it too much though because right. I did that with Rent and I, I, I listened to that soundtrack. Oh, sorry, the, the you know what I mean. I listened to it so many times that I think I'm well and truly sick of it and I think that's why when I heard elements of, of Rent in in the Heights, I was like, nah, you know, like it just irked me and I think it's just because I over-listened to it. I, I listen to it too much, That's and I think I've done the same thing to Hamilton. Oh no! You gotta, I know. You got to pull yourself back. You know, don't don't listen to it too too often. Yeah. Well, I haven't. I haven't listened to it for ages. But um, yeah. Anyway, um, let's get to scoring this thing. Um, I'm going to give it four uh, flavored ice. Four flavored ice cone things. Very nice. Uh, Not ice creams. Uh, did you did you notice who was playing the ice cream guy? Yeah, it was Lemon Miranda, yeah. No, oh, no, the, the, the ice cream guy. The ice cream oh, guy. Oh, no, I didn't know who was playing the ice cream guy. Who was playing the ice cream guy? It was guy? Christopher Jackson who played George Washington. Ah, right, okay. Yeah. Cecilia and I noticed we were totally like looking at each other like, what, what, what? <laughs> Washington's selling ice creams. <laughs> mm, anyway, sorry. Fair, fair enough. We didn't do that exactly. That would have been really embarrassing. Mm. I promise you I'm not high. I don't know why I'm in this mood today. <laughs> I think it's because I'm tired. Anyway, how are you scoring it, sir? Uh, I will give it four stained shirts. Oh, mm. nice. Yes, yes. I do enjoy that. That's yeah. that's good. I do want to mention that next week I will have two reviews coming up um, for a movie called Three Summers, which is a Brazilian film which I've yet to watch, but I have watched the trailer a couple of times. It is, um, I think it's set in 2015. It's Basically, uh, these people who have got tons of money throw parties every every year, um, but things go south for them uh, and I think there's a criminal element there and it sort of has a look at what it's like to watch that life from the outside. So um, it's seen through the eyes of one of their employees. I think it's maybe a cleaner or somebody like that mm-hmm. and um, an ageing father of... of one of the guys who's obviously done something illegal um, and he's in trouble. But it looked very, very good. So I just want to mention it now because um, we have been sent quite a lot of um, double passes. Have a look online at the trailer if you think you might be interested. I will be posting this on our Instagram and Facebook. Um, So do please uh, have a look there and send us a message with your postal address and we'll get those passes sent out to you uh, so you do have them before the movie opens because it is opening July the 24th. The other... um, I've seen that one on Saturday so I can talk about that next week. Excellent, excellent. Um, It looks really good. Mm. It looks really, really good. Um, and the other film that I have giveaways for is um, Cranston Academy. So this is from the creators of The Nut Job. Um, 
nutty by nature. So it's a kids movie. Mm. It's an animated film. It features the voices of Jamie Bell and Ruby Rose and it's about a mega smart guy who gets basically, it's sort of almost like Harry Potter but for smart guys. Um, So they're like, you are so smart, you need to come to our school, you have been selected. And he goes there and he finds out um, there's like a a bit of a a door to another dimension. So um, rather cool. Um, I have watched some of this. Bryce watched it while I was doing some um, housework. <laughs> um, I plan to sit down and watch it properly. Um, but he thought it was great. And really, isn't that the p- opinion you want? Mm. The child's opinion because it, it's a children's film. Um, so that's Cranston Academy and we have those tickets and it is out next week, June the 24th as well. So I will be putting up all of those tickets on our Instagram and Facebook so you can send us a message, let us know what you want and what do you want? Uh, those, are, those are a bit fours. It's like you can have like two kids and two adults and go and see the film. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's that's wicked. Um, so that's a proper family outing, that yeah. is. Um, so, yeah, uh, get in touch with us um, on Instagram or Facebook. Send us a message. Cool. Let us know what you want and um, we will post out these passes um, if you give us your postal address. If you don't, it's going to be very hard to post them out, I must say. Yes, yeah. It, 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 I mean, it's just like, you know, sending a blank envelope in the mail doesn't work. No, it's just not going to get mm. where it needs to go. So, yes, I will put them up on our socials and um, I will be reviewing both of them properly next week. So, yeah, goodly, goodly. I just read some, some news. Uh, do, do you like the film In Bruges? Yeah, don't yeah. I ever. Uh, so that, that film in Bruges was uh, by writer-director Markin McDoag. Um, I'm pretty sure that's how he pronounced his last name. Probably he's Irish. Um, <laughs> uh, it, that uh, exploded onto the screen uh, with, uh, in Bruges, which was starring Colin Farrell, Brendan Gleeson and Ray Fiennes. Uh, and his second film was Seven Psychopaths, which I quite liked. Oh, I did like that film. Yeah. But Bit par- of Sam Rockwell. Rockw- yeah, yeah, yeah. But that one uh, failed to take off. Uh, but then his third film, uh, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, uh, that won a couple of Oscars. Also Sam Rockwell. Is Sam Rockwell in there as well, playing a bit of a, a racist douche. Mm. Hmm. Uh, and uh, so now he's, he's going back to uh, where he came from and his uh, fourth film is going to have Colin Farrell and Brennan Gleeson. Uh, it's going to be called The Banshees of Inner-ish. Inner-ish. Are they reprising their roles? Because- no. Oh, no, okay. No. Uh, and it's going to be uh, shooting in Gol- uh, Galway in Ireland um, and it's set on an island off the Irish coast and the pair play long-time friends who experience tension when one of them suddenly decides he no longer wants to be friends. Ooh. So that's going to be interesting. Wow. Because yeah, they were they had such good chemistry. They in, did in have English. very good chemistry. Mm. That's weird. How do you tell someone you don't want to be friends with them anymore? Mm. Mm. That's there. Ha- there's obviously a story behind it. Well, you hope so. <laughs> Otherwise it's going to be a weird movie. Mm. Yeah, just don't feel like being friends <laughs> with you anymore. Hey. Um, I got told off the other day... Um, by my brother who told me I need to stop doing accents on air because somebody of that heritage could be listening and could be highly offended. Mm. Um, So I just want to put it out there. I'm sorry (laughs) for anyone who I've ever offended by doing any of my terrible accents. Um, Yeah, but I'm probably not going to (laughs) stop unless you think I should. 
I don't know. It's 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 hard to say. Like, uh, do people get offended by someone doing their accent, or like, is it? Um, yeah, it's hard. To, it's hard to say. Really, is it? Is it cultural appropriation? I don't know. I don't oh, know. You I seem get to, you confused. Seem, I think you seem to be doing it in a loving way. I do. I am certainly doing it in a loving way. But just because I'm doing it in a loving way doesn't mean that people of that heritage are not going to get upset by that. True. Yes. Quite right. I don't know. I, there is an Irish lady at work. I should ask her. Yeah. Um, Can we do an Australian accent? Oh, definitely. All right, cool. Um, because we are Australian, you can do an exaggerated Australian yeah. accent. So I reckon we just do Australian accents for everything then. Oh, God. <laughs> but that's so boring. Yeah. So I can never do another accent again? No. Are you serious? Yeah, we're done. It's, uh, no more accents. No. Are you for real? Yeah, pretty pretty sure. I think that's the way the world's headed. Oh, God. <laughs> That's – but what about famous people who do different accents in movies? Are they culturally appropriating? Yeah, they're going to have to hire the right uh, the, the, the right um, uh, person from the right area of the world. So, yeah, I, and, and it's going to be really difficult when you go to the UK because then if you're going to have, like, someone cast as a, someone from Liverpool, it's going to be a Liverpoolian. Uh, someone from, you know, if you get to Scotland, it's, you know, it's going to be someone from Aberdeen if it's Aberdeen and it's going to be – it's going to be very are difficult. You, are you fully serious? No. Okay. <laughs> so I can still do accents if I want? Yes, until we get complaints, then you're going to have to stop. Well, since the only complainer is my brother and he's Australian and he's probably just going to complain because he's my brother, mm. um, I'm probably still going to do it on right. the odd occasion. Yes. I can't yeah. help myself. I love accents, but I'm, I, it is in a loving way. But anyway, <laughs> I guess we'll find out soon enough if I'm offending anyone. Very true. <sighs> Send so your emails to not me. <laughs> I don't want to know. But we do. I mean, if you do. Anyway, um, one other thing just quickly. In a few weeks' time, I will also have some giveaways to uh, Envoy Shark Cull, which is um, doing a very short stint in the cinemas from July the 21st to the 25th. It's a documentary. Um, it, it's it, it's about ocean um, conservation and, um, you know, drum lines, nets being, you know, dangerous and anyway, um, scientifically proven to be ineffective mm. in protecting swimmers and surfers and, and stuff like that. So um, really interesting documentary. Um, I do have a screener for it and I will be watching it so I can review it um, before it comes out. But I just thought I'd give people a heads up that we will have passes to that coming up. It's narrated by uh, Eric Banner. So, I like it. yeah, um, so very cool, very cool. And, yeah, uh, that will be coming up sometime in July. But I think we're, we're sort of um, finished, aren't we? We are, yes. Yeah, finished for another Thursday night. So uh, pretty damn sure we'll Our wake, listeners are glad. <laughs> pretty damn sure we'll wake up tomorrow. It'll be Thursday again and we'll be back in the studio and wondering where the week has gone. Uh, yeah, and hopefully I'm not Burko. Yeah. I'm, I'm not on any medication. I just am in a weird mood. Yes, so hopefully next week we'll have Cecilia back in the, uh, in the chair as well and uh, she can tell us all about her trip down south. Yeah, that's right. And maybe um, she can talk some sense into me. <laughs> all right. Bye-bye. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the gentlemen of pop culture.